Some Nerds Have a Podcast. Nerds. We're we back. We have a podcast. Dude, I know it's been a while. It's been a minute. It's been a month. Uh, since we posted. Um, good news, everybody. Yay. Uh, Nick and I got married. We did. That was Marriage pretty up. much the reason why we didn't record for a month. Yeah. Uh, it was because... beautiful. Thank you. Um, we got married and then we went on our honeymoon. Um... So that's kind of honeymoon. Kind of honeymoon. honeymoon. Mini moon. We We're calling on, it mini moon. We went on a trip and drank a lot of booze. Yeah. I <laughs> guess that's what you're supposed to do. Apparently the origin of like honeymoon was the Vikings would like, I don't know if every Viking did this, but but supposedly they would like go for a month and drink a bunch of honey, like mead, basically. They would drink a bunch of like honey wine mm-hmm. and get drunk with their spouse. Mm-hmm. I presume have a bunch of freaky Viking sex. Probably. Uh, and you were gone for a month, so it was a moon. So honey moon. Interesting. Um, yeah. I did not realize that that was the origin. Yeah, so I think us getting drunk for and some we, number of days. And we haven't had a podcast in a month, so a moon. Has, hey, it, has it been yeah. that long? Uh, we, we, we have an episode every Two, two weeks, weeks yeah. and we skipped one. Yeah. So, ergo. Okay, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> Damn. So anyway, but uh, that is that is why we took a month off. We took a month off to be married. Yay. Yay. So in that month of marriage, surely we've consumed a bunch of new media. Oh, fuck. I've played a shitload of Sekiro. God damn it. Like a whole lot of Sekiro. No, marriage is hard. <laughs> the hardest thing is... Now it's like there's so many more steps involved. I can't just be like, well, I'm not getting married. Like, you know, like before when he would play Dark Skull, Dark Souls and yell at the cre- TV and curse and whatnot, <laughs> I would just be like, well, this is the end. I guess, you know, it sucks to lose a deposit on the venue, but <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're just not getting married no more. And now it's like, no, like, the government's involved. <laughs> the- like, if I want to leave him because he's cursing at Sekiro at the top of his lungs, I can't do that anymore on a whim. Like, I am I am stuck. Yeah. Which is to say, this is my SOS. Please get me out of here. <laughs> uh- <laughs> well, Elise, if you ever need a couch to sleep on, I am now much closer. <laughs> yes. I'll send an SOS yeah. to the world. Anyway. Um... <laughs> So yeah, that is. So that's what's been happening in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in my life, I moved literally downstairs. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. No, it's basically like the three of us are in college again. Um, yeah. So Alex now lives literally in the apartment below us, <laughs> which is which is weird and also fun at the same time. Yeah. I'm thinking about getting us whiteboards, so we can just like bring back the full college dorm experience yeah, we can like it. leave each other's like notes on each other's whiteboards but... i have come up to your apartment on multiple occasions to borrow a pan yes. for, <laughs> for boiling water yes it has worked out well so you far. need to get your own fucking pans we, i mean we've I got love you i'm sorry we've got our pans now Yay. Um, Yay. they don't they don't have lids unfortunately because uh, my sister picked them up i'm i'm rooming with my sister um if you need to borrow some lids <laughs> you can come back up for some lids <laughs> And now you have this recorded, so obviously so now it's, it's in, now it's, it's law. It's law. It's law now. Yeah. Ape law. <laughs> uh, anyway, special shout out to our friend out in the desert. Woo! Uh, so I don't know if you were able to hang out much with Mary because she came to your Oh, you wedding. just named? Okay, whatever. Uh, well, it's whatever. Hey, Mary. Um, she's our only fan. It's a common name. Yeah. 
Um, but she came to your wedding, and yes. basically, this is the only... Okay, so nobody emails us, nobody comments on our things, but I have an in-person account of what it's like to listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. What is it like to listen to our podcast? Well, it's like, apparently, having us in the car with her, and so <laughs> as a result, she will sometimes chime in. <laughs> And try to answer things. So we need to personalize this a bit more. Ask Mary, how was your day today? How 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 is it? How's work? Yeah. Everybody pause. Oh, right. (laughs) That's interesting. And and are the cats doing okay? Oh, that's great. That's That's adorable. Maybe this should be like our hook. Like nerds in the car with you, and we'll just we'll just do that for everybody, for all of our listeners. It's it's like um, lunchtime with Patrick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) From being puppy cat. From being puppy cat. Yeah, pretty Patrick. Yeah, it's like, oh, what do we have for lunch today? It's like a kids. You know what it's like? It's like a kids TV show. Yeah. Because like kids TV shows, they always like stop, and it's like. And they just look directly at the camera. Can you find the crayon? <laughs> Can you find the dead body? <laughs> yeah. Very no, good. We shouldn't be anywhere near a children's <laughs> show. I want to write a book. Do you know how to forge important documents? <laughs> no? Well, fuck you. <laughs> We're going to find out. <laughs> anyway. But yes, go on. Whoever was trying to speak. Uh, was anyone trying to speak? Nobody. I mean, Mary was trying yeah, to speak. Mary, what <laughs> yeah, Mary. What do you have to say? Interesting. <laughs> we should. We still have that episode ver- that we recorded with Mary that we still yeah, haven't yeah. released yet. Yeah, we should do that. It's been what a year. It's been about a year. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what is wrong with us? It's me. It's, I'm the one that's no, wrong with because I'm the one that needs to edit it. But we also, spoiler alert, have day jobs. <laughs> like we're not like sophisticated full time. Uh, podcasters, that, as, as as the level of professionalism I, I that mean, we have around I don't know here would leave you to believe. We clearly are professionals at this. We're just, you know, temporarily inconvenienced professionals. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, though. That's like the new John Steinbeck quote. It's, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not that we're temporarily embarrassed millionaires. Yeah. It's that we're temporarily inconvenienced, like, YouTubers and podcasters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, currently our Patreon count is at zero, but not for long. <laughs> Soon and for the rest of our lives. No, but uh, we can't all be counterpoints. No. Ugh. Nor should we all try to be. No, no. Anyway, this, I feel like this is going to be a kind of a low energy podcast this week. Cause... Yeah, I think we all have some low energy today. And for the so this is like the part about like having a day job uh, to pay the bills to fund your podcasting habit (laughs) uh so so like now it's like oh god we have to like shed all of our outside shit uh which we try not to bring to the podcast uh and instead focus on whatever media that we've consumed for the past Mm -hmm. week and Mm -hmm. it's it's hard a lot of stuff has come out that i really want to see and like i haven't had time for any of it. Mm-hmm. Well, we did a lot of. Do we want to talk about the crazy bullshit we did on our honeymoon? Oh my god! Yeah, talk about that. That's some crazy. We stuff. should talk about our fucking honeymoon. So while, um, I, while I write my eyes into non-existence, <laughs> because once again it is allergy season. Long-time listeners will remember <laughs> that in spring I die and I'm reborn <laughs> in summer as a very miserable person. Anyway, continue. It's like, it's like the scene in the uh, 89 Batman movie where, like, the Joker is at the, like, the, 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 uh, 
he's getting uh, surgery, like yeah. plastic surgery on his face. And he's got like all of the uh, bandages wrapped around. Like mm -hmm. that's what Alex looks like for like a good two months. Speaking of the Joker, before we move on to your your honeymoon, yeah, 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 yeah. you're fine. Uh, we did watch the new Joker oh, trailer. God. Jesus Christ. We really do live in a <laughs> <That> society. <is laughs> Gamers rise up, I guess. I mean... Yeah, what the... What, what is the conceit? I don't understand. What is... Like, every movie has to have a thesis, right? <laughs> like, every movie... And I, and I say thesis because I feel like it's an argument. we live it's, in a society. We, just, we live in a society? Like, that's it? What kind of society? Just... Society. Yeah. A society that Man, presses we gamers. live in a society. Man, society. <laughs> God damn it. So is he like a red-pilled incel? Because, like, is he... Is He He lives with his mother. Yeah. Is I, his mother abusive? Is this like going to be a psycho... It's going to be like a... It's going to be a psycho situation where the mother's been dead the entire time. Oh, that'd be good. Spoiler alert for, like, a 50-year-old movie. Yeah. Um, I feel like it would be. it's more likely that it's, like... Mommy dearest. Mommy dearest. Like the mother maybe. is like super abusive. Or it's like she's super nice and just something terrible happens to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's the most likely scenario. Um But yeah, like it's just Or that he's not already No and no shit. You know what this movie is going to be? What? It's going to be the stranger, but with face paint. <laughs> you mean the the straight like the, the Camus, yeah. The, oh my god. Only like only less Deep interesting. Deep cut, twelfth grade yeah. literature. Oh yeah. Yeah. I shot a man in Algeria just to watch him die. <laughs> I hate that fucking book. For the record, <laughs> fucking hate that. Book. But that's what the movie's gonna be. Mark my words. It it's is just the stranger, yeah. but in clown makeup. Mother died, and so that that made me realize that we live in a society and everything's a joke. And now I have to kill everyone. Yeah. Now I'm gonna have all the gamers rise up. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> and you were an English major, so we know that yeah. you're right. God damn it. Yeah. Ugh. I didn't say it was a good read of The Stranger, <laughs> but I'm saying that that's what it's going to be. <laughs> god, I... I already said that I hated that book, so I yeah. guess I don't have to like repeat myself. I also don't feel like I have to justify my statement. You don't have to justify it. <laughs> you know, it's I feel fine. like, period, end of story. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people like that book. Good. Yeah. Good. I don't know. I feel like it was a test because, so in my, so I read it for, I read it for like AP literature in like 12th grade, senior year of high school. Mm -hmm. And I was in a really small class and it was like half of us hated it. Mm -hmm. You know, moral people. Mm -hmm. with a moral compass hated it and like the other fuckers i was just kind of looking at them they liked it and the rest of the semester i was just like i was just like looking at them like when's the other shoe gonna drop yeah. I eh, <laughs> like when are you gonna like you know trip me and steal my lunch money because like you cannot be a good person like it's... i feel no i feel like i'm not the biggest fan of that book but i feel like it's it's a lot like fight club in that you cannot like Fight Club and that's fine. Yeah. You can like Fight Club and that's fine. But if you like it and you like it for the wrong reasons, like if you like yeah. it for like a surface level interpretation, it means you're a terrible person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like if you don't get what the book is actually supposed to be about and you like it, that's a problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I feel like the, the stranger kind of falls into that category I, too. I, I think, like, my problem with it is, like, at the end, when he is like, 
I'm the greatest person ever because I've realized the secret of life. And I'm like, and I feel like at 17 year olds, I was like, yes, I too know that life is meaningless, but I don't expect a ticker tape play like parade for it. You have to understand. I don't think I'm a huge, like, know it all. Yeah. I don't think everybody around me is stupid. I just recognize that life is meaningless. You have to understand, though, that in the 1950s, like, people were less generally depressed about everything than we are in 2019. <laughs> that was a way bigger deal when that book was first published. I mean, I was unfortunately a senior in, like, what, 07? Yeah. 06 or 07? I don't know. The mid-aughts. Mm. I guess Bush was in power. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, you know. Yeah. We, we, were, we were on our way out. We could see yeah. the writing on the wall, yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. like. It's like, yeah. I fucking know. Yeah. I guess, yeah, you're right. In 1950s, yeah, yeah. it was probably yeah. like... Everything was looking good then, and yeah, so they yeah. have someone come around and be like, actually, everything sucks, and here's the reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, when, I, when I had to read that in high school, it was a few years after you, and everyone pretty much hated that book. Like, good. like I, think, I, don't, I think the number of people that liked it went down over the time. <laughs> um, but uh, what really shocked me was that we read... Um, 1984, mm -hmm. and like I was in the minority of people that liked that book. Yeah, huh. a lot of people did not, and uh, it's and kind of dry. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of unless you're interested in like the psychology of linguistics, you know. <laughs> well, who isn't? <laughs> <laughs> I am, and you are. Yeah. But and the, like the other people who, like I read that book in like eighth grade for the first time, and I fucking loved it. Um, yeah. Nicholas is a huge nerd I who am. apparently did not read children's books. No, I didn't. <laughs> like, he didn't read... I didn't, no, I read children's books. I never read young adult books. That's what it I is. I went basically straight from, like... Charlotte's but, Web! But, yeah, Charlotte's Web and, like, my teacher is an alien to, like... I went straight from there to, like, Dune. There, I didn't, <laughs> like... like completely progressed over... I'm, I'm not even like, kidding. never read... I you never read, read you Harry had Potter. to read like Hunger Games in college. I had to read Hunger Games in college and I fucking hated it. Yeah. Um, uh, but like uh, any of the YA stuff, like yeah. Nick did not there read. Was some, I mean, there were some that I liked. I liked his Dark Materials. Yeah. Um, but once again, I don't think you read that until like college. I, yeah, I read that. In, I took a whole lot of, I took a lot of class. I took, well, I took a class on Nerd! Young, I took a class on young adult literature and. Some of them I liked, and some of them I really hate. Like, if I if I was like, okay, yeah, this would be good for, like, you know, a sixth-grade kid. But again, in sixth grade, I was reading, like, Dune and Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah. I mean, I was reading Hitchhiker's Guide in sixth grade, too. Yeah. Um, I also tried to read The Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire in, like, elementary school, yeah. and that didn't work well. Um, but... I remember in middle school there was, like, a really big challenge. Like, I don't know, everybody got War and Peace out mm. of the library. What? Because it was, like the thickest book in the library. So it wasn't even the idea of like reading War and Peace. It was just, there was a competition amongst the, the, the nerds, the nerds <laughs> to like read War and Peace. It was that and Fahrenheit 451 were like the two books, the like challenge books. Mm. Yeah. That was, that was our generation cinnamon challenge. Yeah. <laughs> I think I read that one in eighth grade for the first time too. Fahrenheit 451. Yeah. Another book that I hate. Really? I like that one. I actually never yeah. read that one because we had a choice between that one and 1984. So and, you read 1984. And we read 1984. I read both of them. It was the class got to vote on I, it. I read, oh, okay. I read both of them self-selected in eighth grade. <laughs> God, I read, I read uh, 1984. How did I marry this loser? I read 1984 <laughs> for the fun of it because my, some of my other friends had read it. Mm -hmm. um, and we wanted to talk about it. And then... I hated, like, we read a few young adult fiction novels in eighth grade, like, in eighth grade English class, and it was um, The Reluctant God, which was this terrible young adult 
novel about like an Egyptian like it was basically Twilight but with mummies kind of yeah it wasn't it wasn't quite as romance but it was like this young girl who finds a like a, a mummies alive uh, <laughs> and there's it's Tuttenstein it was Tuttenstein do you remember Tuttenstein? Are at least it was, sexy no 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 but he didn't look like a mummy like he was he was you oh know, so he just sparkled in the sunlight no no he, was no, like, he just looks like an old was, Egyptian dude yeah he was an ancient Egyptian pharaoh who was like like a, like a King Tut kind of aged kid like her own age who had, like, been preserved and was still alive, like, or came back to life. I don't remember. It was a terrible book. His his ba couldn't find his ka, and so as a result, he was forced to roam the... No, because he was back in his body. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) No, I think they, like, had him... He was, like, the guardian of some, like, like, ancient, like, magical canopic jar or something. It was fucking stupid. What was the name of this book? The Reluctant God. The Reluctant God. So... Yeah, look it up. Look I it don't up. have my phone on me. Right. Um, so I read that, and I fucking hated it. And then I read um, a separate piece, which was even worse. Fuck you. You, shut your, you shut your whore mouth. <laughs> that book you is shut terrible. your whore mouth. That book is terrible, and you know it. A separate and, piece. What and, is this book? Oh, oh my God. God. A separate piece, shut up, is an amazing <laughs> book. About a boys. guy gets shoved out of a tree because another guy's in love with him and can't he can't admit it, and oh then God. he gets shoved out of a tree later in the book ends. That's the book. No, at and he least. wears a pink shirt, and that makes him a rebel. At least explain. He also wears a tie as a belt. Oh my God! Thank you very much. Fuck that book. Finnegus. <laughs> it's oh, World Finnegas. War Two, and all these kids are dicking around in a private school, and nobody's interesting. <laughs> Okay, there is a lot of homoerotic tension. I yes, tell there you. is, and then it, vol- it involves someone being shoved out of a tree twice, and that's <laughs> it. All right. I want I want Elise's take on this book. All right, to set the scene, mm-hmm. we're on the brink of war. Who's we? The United States. Oh, okay. It's World War Two, mm-hmm. and we're at the the ground, the hollowed grounds of a prestigious all boys private school, and we have two. Two best friends and roommates, and I'm gonna look up their names. One of them is Finny. Finny is is cute and hot, and <laughs> everybody wants to fuck Finny. Like that's that's what you need to know. Um, the two. It's like the Vampire Chronicles, but less interesting. Uh, in a separate piece. Okay, so anyway, they're basically okay. So Nick is right on some level. They do get so. Finny is just, he's like, he's the essence of cool. He wears like pink shirts and he has like, he wears his tie as a belt and then goes had and has dinner with the Dean. And like, he just gets away with a lot of things. And they're, because they're all on like the kind of the precipice of war, there's like a lot of tension and it's an all boys school. So there's also a lot of homoerotic tension um, between the various characters. And there's like another, there's a tertiary character who like goes to war, gets PTSD and comes back. Um... But a lot of it is about the kind of the friendship and the struggle between um What's his name in the ugly one? Oh, Phineas <laughs> Phineas and Jean. Um so Oh my god, it's Jean Belcher. <laughs> it's Jean Forrester. Thank you very much. Um Oh Phineas, that shirt is so nice. So it's Jean Jean and Phineas. Jean is Do the you want to listen to my fart sounds? Actually, that would have been... And, it, and a lot of it has to do with how, like, Gene feels inferior to Finny, but he's also attracted to Finny, um, because Finny is, like, you know, he's... So one really, like, wonderful moment in the book that kind of encapsulates Finny's uh, character is they're, they're swimming, 
Um, it's over the summer, and they're swimming in the pool. And Finney ends up breaking the school record for, like, the 100-meter butterfree or whatever. I don't care. 100-meter <laughs> butterfree. <laughs> and, and so, like, Gene points this out to him. And he's like, hey, you could put your name up on the board and, like, everybody would know. And, and Finney's like, no, it's okay. He's like, I know. And that's what matters. I think he even says, like, I know and you know. And that's what matters. Ugh. Anyway, it was... It was pretty hot and heavy for somebody that was raised in a very evangelical Catholic church and was not allowed to read any of this shit. So, like, I'm sitting there, like, fucking, like, my 14-year-old self is just, like, lapping up a separate piece. Like, yes, kiss, kiss. Anyway. And instead he gets shoved out of a tree. Instead he gets shoved out of a tree twice. Twice. Yeah. Uh, Spoiler alert, Finny dies. Because um, it's also like about like the the futility of war. Yeah, well, like the futility of war, you know, the state of homosexuality in the nineteen forties. Finney could never be accepted by the the world, so it's better that he just died young. God, yeah, no. I'm gonna quote one of my favorite uh, Simpsons moments, oh, which is um, so the the author's name is uh, John Knowles. Oh, there was also a, a sequel called A Peace Broken. Yeah. Oh, no, Peace Broke Out. A oh, Peace Broke Out. And um, anyway, it, it doesn't involve any of the main characters from the first one. Uh, and there's only, like, passing references to Finney. But it, it's about, like, very similar um, very similar themes. Anyway. So in there's an episode of The Simpsons where um, Homer's mother, who, who Homer thought was dead, comes back and... She has a uh, like a lot of catching up to do with the family, and she and uh, Lisa are kind of bonding. And Lisa's like, "Oh, I read at an eighth grade level," and they're talking about how you know she did it at age two. And then she's like, "Well, if you can if you consider a separate piece to be eighth grade, I hate John Knowles. Me too." <laughs> and that's whatever I bring up whenever Elise talks about how good a separate piece is. Is that's that so Lisa good. Simpson hates it, and so does her grandmother. Um, but yeah, anyway, I read both of those books and I went to my eighth grade English teacher and I'm like, can I please read something interesting? And like, basically she ended up letting me and a few other students read Fahrenheit 451 instead of what was on the curriculum, um, for the last book of the school year. Hmm. This was nice. We went down the hallway and read Fahrenheit 451. It was great. Much better book than Separate Piece. Fuck you. It's actually about things. <laughs> There's like ideas and like stuff happens in it and it's, and there's the characters it's great. <laughs> there was a book that I read. I can't remember the name of it, but I don't think it was like in 12th grade. It was like earlier, um, but it was a book set. It was like about a child soldier in like Liberia. Do, okay. do you know what I'm talking about? No. Invisible children. I don't know. And that was a movie. Never mind. But yeah, it was like a really super depressing book. We had to read for like summer reading and then, t- you know, write about it during the class. And it's just like, yeah, this this kid, you know, younger than me, going through hell. Yeah, this is what I want to read on my summer. You know, <laughs> this is exactly what I want to hear about. Um, Here, I found so I found the um, the summary of the Reluctant God. Okay. Um, let's see. <clears throat> oh, also for the record, he doesn't get pushed out of the tree again. A different character gets pushed out of the tree. He gets pushed out of Finny gets pushed out of the tree. Gene pushes Finny out of the tree. And then on his way, Finney is going to go home and he trips down the stairs and then he consequently dies because a shard 
uh, if his bone marrow ends up in his bloodstream, and this is the 1940s, so that totally works. Anyways, that fucking happens. Okay, it's not. Here's the here's the back flap, uh, back cover of the Reluctant God. Mm-hmm. Lorna had spent most of her life in Egypt with her archaeologist father. Ameni had lived a dull life in ancient Egypt as the son of Pharaoh Senusert II. And through a strange twist of fate, the two meet, met and embarked on a madcap trip across half of Europe to foil a gang of thieves. Yeah. <laughs> it was the fucking worst. I it, love it. It I, might be the worst book I've ever read. No, actually, that, the way it's described sounds pretty fun. and like It does sound fun, but it's boring <laughs> Sounds like shit. madcap and like we could have some kind of... But uh, Pamela F. Service, author of Tomorrow's Magic. Like if it was if it was like done really cheaply by like the Seafy channel, like I'd watch yeah. that. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. That'd be good. But no, like like this is gonna be terrible for the podcast. But look at the fucking cover of this book. <laughs> <laughs> look at how handsome that mummy is. It's pretty handsome. I mean, it's a pretty uh, artifact. So it's, it's ar- kind of hard. Look to at that handsome ass mummy. He's a mummy alive. <laughs> It's hard to see. It's wow. kind of blurry picture that yeah. Nick is holding up in our yeah. faces. Uh, let's see if I can find a better. Yeah, this is great content okay, for the podcast. Great. We, we need to move on. Guys. Moving on. We need to move Just on. Everybody looking at their phones, right. talking about um, books we read in high school. I know. God. <laughs> Fucking yeah. nerds. Nerds. Actually, I'm talking. I'm talking about books I read in middle school. But whatever. Oh, okay. Oh, fuck you. Sorry. <laughs> Some of us read. Animorphs in high in middle school. I I was assigned it in high school, but I was like, oh fuck that! I already read that in eighth grade. I'm not reading that shit again. I just kind of like skimmed through. Like, this is the oh, only time. Fuck! I hate it when that happened. Sorry. No. So yeah. I was assigned to read um, Animal Farm like three times in a row. <laughs> I was, I was never I was, assigned that book. Because I read it on my own. I read it in like like I read it in elementary school. Wait, what? Yeah, like they assigned it an elementary school. That's some dope-ass elementary school teacher. Uh, and that book's like 100 pages long and it's super obvious. Yeah, like, and then I read it in middle school. And then, like, I transferred to down here and they assigned it in, like, high school. And I'm like, I've already read this. I don't need to read it again. <laughs> so, You're like, I'm already a communist. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's fine, okay? It's fine, yeah, like, yeah. I drank the tea. <laughs> Snowball uh, was right. Snowball was right. Anyway, down with Napoleon. <laughs> but Snowball's a Trotsky. Yeah. We don't want to be filthy Trotskyists. Like <laughs> but the, he's the he's the one who's writing that book. <laughs> he might be writing just, that book, but compared to Stalin, compared to the idea of permanent revolution, like just be constantly at war with the rest of Europe forever. <laughs> and I think Stalin's period of peace did a lot to help the Soviet Union. Yeah, sure, the purges happened, but hey, they didn't get the ruffle stomped by fucking U.S. and Britain. Mm. Wow. Anyway. Tell us how you really feel, Alex. (laughs) Uh, So what are, like, like, popular media? Popular media? Is this not popular? (laughs) Is this not popular media? Are you not entertained? (laughs) What do you think, Mary? (laughs) (laughs) Mary's right. We should probably move on. Yeah. (laughs) Oh um, god, but what do we talk about? Jesus Christ. Well, we've talked for about a half hour, so you know. Oh, we only uh, have thirty more minutes to yeah. fill. I, well, let's talk let's 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 open up the the jar of, of devils and talk about Sekiro. Yeah <laughs> oh, God. Let's let uh, that genie out of the bottle. Yeah. I need another drink. Yeah. <laughs> so Sekiro's fucking great. 
Um, I love it. It's uh, all right. Good. Moving no. on. <laughs> so okay, I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, of course you have. So every so, hour of your day job. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> so it's like, this game is hard. Does it need an easy mode? No, it does not need an easy mode. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the reason why. It's hard if you don't know what you're doing. Oh. Like, it is... Shots fired. Get good. And no, and I... And, I'm, and, like, I know, like, get good is a meme, but it honestly just is... You just need to learn how to play the game. And I say this as someone who was doing a hard... Like, he was having a hard time getting through it. Like, I only just now got to... Um, if you're if you're out there listening and you played it, um, I'm only just now getting to um, the Guardian Ape, and fuck that boss. And fight. how long have you been playing this game? Uh, I mean, I got it the day it came out, uh, <laughs> um, but obviously, you know, I yeah, I got married and then I was out of Did town. Did you die twice? I died many times. <laughs> you die a lot in this game, but that's part of the gameplay loop. And, like, they know where you're going to die a lot, and they put a checkpoint right there. So it's like, all right, so things that things that I enjoy about this game more than Dark Souls. One, no corpse runs. If you fuck up, you don't have to go find your body. Um, now, the drawback of that is that the punishment for death is way more severe. Because in, like, in Dark Souls and Bloodborne, you die, you go find your body, you get all your shit back. Um, unless you die on your way back to your body, which does happen on occasion. This game, though, since there are no corpse runs, you just lose half of everything. Um, so you lose half your money, you lose half your progress to the next uh, skill point. Which, it eventually becomes like, you know, Xenu's Scrub, where you just, you can't lose anymore. You just have lost everything. Which is kind of liberating in a way, because then you don't have to worry about having to, you know, you know how bad, like how bad do you need to beat this next boss? And if you're beating your head against the wall after the first few times, you lose all your stuff. You just kind of are like, all right, well, maybe I'm supposed to go someplace else. Didn't you say there was also like a story penalty to, there, to losing? There that? is a story penalty. So the um, the story arcs of the side characters mm-hmm. kind of go on pause if you die enough, because there's a thing called. Um, dragon rot that happens um and like dragon rot is basically an illness that's spreading through the land and it doesn't affect your character directly but it affects other like subordinate characters in the game and when they get sick you can't continue their quest lines Mm. so that's the penalty um so that's kind of like the trade-off is like you can but there are, like, ways of curing it, but you have a limited number of cures. So, like, you kind of hoard those and save them. <laughs> um, other things that I enjoy about it, uh, way more mobility than in a Soulsborne game. Uh, the, the little grappling hook, you can, like, fly around, and it makes the combat way faster. Um, also, you don't have a stamina bar. Uh, so that means that you just can just keep going in and keep guarding and keep dodging and you don't have to worry about where your stamina meter is, um, which means that you have like less downtime in larger battles, uh, which also makes it a little bit more challenging. Uh, 
if you are like me and you've played a lot of these games, that is not going to help you because the rhythm of combat is very different. And this is where I'm going to throw you off your rhythm. It's going to, it is because these aren't, these aren't really action games. Like people think of like the Soulsborne games and Sekiro as being like action RPGs, which they kind of are. But the way that you need to start thinking about them, if you're going to play all the way through, is that they're rhythm games. Because every... Like Dance Dance Revolution? Kind of. Uh Because you have a limited number of things you can do. So, like, in, in the Dark Souls games, you can do light attack, heavy attack, block, and parry. And all of those things have different wind-up animations, mm-hmm. okay? Um, so if you get if you get good and you understand the way that the rhythm of the combat works, you can time your attacks to, and your you, you can t- time your moves to block or parry or attack. And like a parry in the Dark Souls game basically means that you've won the combat, mm-hmm. like. A single parry is really all you need to win most encounters in the those games. Um, and so, like, there, it's a very kind of slow rhythm because of the stamina bar and the fact that most of your wind-up animations are very slow. So it's, like, very simple kind of percussion, you know, boom, bat, boom, bat kind of a thing. Um, and if you know where you're supposed to attack and when you're supposed to block and when you're supposed to parry, it becomes very simple. Uh, Bloodborne kind of improved on this formula by making it faster and taking away uh, block and parry and replacing it with uh, a ranged attack, like an offhand ranged attack and the swapping of weapons. So you have four move sets as opposed to just two move sets that you would have in Dark Souls. So the rhythm changes up a lot more, but it's still relatively simple. You go in, you attack, your stamina bar runs out, you retreat, you wait for your stamina to refill, you go back in and keep attacking. Um, So it's the same kind of boom baps, but a little bit faster. The reason why people who are like, have played a lot of Dark Souls are having a hard time with Sekiro, and the reason why people who have never played it are saying this game needs an easy mode is because instead of being like, you know, if Dark Souls is just learning how to play the drums and uh, Bloodborne is like hard rock or like punk rock, like fast percussion, like you can fuck up as long as you're doing as you're going fast as you can. Sekiro is you have a you have a single snare drum that you cannot change and you need to keep up with a jazz saxophonist and just like pay attention to what he's doing. Because you're given a very limited set of things and you have to know exactly what to do at the right time or you will get your face rocked off. Mm -hmm. Um, So every time you get a game over scream in that game, it is your fault because you haven't learned what that enemy is doing and what you need to do to counter it. Because you have, from the start of the game everything that you need to beat every monster and there are like upgrades you can get and you can get more health and you can do faster attacks but if you're good enough you could probably beat that entire game without getting any sort of upgrades because it is 
just learning the attack patterns and what to do when you see that animation. And are you yet that good enough? No. But I don't blame the game for that because it is it is me. It is me not knowing what to do when the monster does X. I know I need to do Y. I just need to learn how to do Y fast enough. Mm-hmm. Like most things, I'll, I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Most attacks, when you see an enemy winding up for an attack, you don't have a you have a block button if you hold it. But the smarter idea is to parry, because parrying attacks opens the enemy up for your own counterattack. Um, which is really how you beat, especially the harder bosses. You need to be able to parry them. You need to be able to time those parries. Um, but some attacks you can't parry. But you have two moves that you have basically unlocked from the start of the game that will work against moves that are unparryable. And to let you know something is going to be unparryable, you'll see a little red uh, kanji sign appear over the main character's head with just enough time for you to press the button. You have to know which of those buttons to press for what attack, though. So you still have to look at the enemy animation. So it's like one of them, you need to jump up and then jump again. Basically, you do a you jump off the enemy's face, and that kind of knocks them off what they're about to do, and that opens them open for some attacks and do, does a lot of damage to their poise, mm-hmm. um, which is the main, like, defensive thing in there like when you run out of poise that means you're open for massive damage um the other one is a like a stomp attack where like they thrust at you and you stomp down on their blade and attack them uh so both of them have the same warning it's like all right you can't parry this one you got to figure out which one of these two you need to do and if you or um some of them are grab attacks and you need to dodge out of the way for those but it's like, if you press the wrong button at the wrong time, like, if you think this is going to be one where you have to jump and you need to uh, stomp, you will get hit. And you will get hit for a lot of damage. In which case, it's like, no, you fucked that one up. We warned you. You saw the wind-up animation. You did the wrong thing. Here's the consequence. <laughs> anyway, I fucking love it. It's great. Um, I... I I both appreciate and kind of dislike. Oh, you don't look at me like that. What? Right? You encourage the Sekiro talk. I, I'm looking. You said, oh, Nick, you should absolutely talk about Sekiro. I, I'm, I'm having trouble looking at anything because my eyes yeah, are yeah, yeah, getting whatever. watered up from whatever. pollen in the air. I'm sorry if I look like no, something. No, 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 no. You, just, you looked like you were falling asleep. And I was like, yeah, yeah. That's no, because it's this is what you get. Eyes are swollen and shut. Sure. That's all. I, I mean, I could go downstairs and get the eye patch. In fact, I was thinking of doing that. <laughs> Double eye patches. <laughs> uh, well, I may have encouraged it, but you married this gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> she did. She knew what she was getting into. Um, I would oh. like half your stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> this is your plan all along. Um, Joke's on you. I don't have anything. Yeah, exactly. You're seeing what I've got. <laughs> Which mystery science theaters videos would you like? Trick question. You don't get any of them. It's going to take your... Uh, it's fine. I'm going to take your... David your, Lynch collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to take your, oh, your autographed copy of Eraserhead, no. and I'm going to sell it on eBay. Oh, you 
bitch. Yeah, that's right. That's what Elise gets in the divorce. The divorce horse. The divorce horse is going to neigh and Willie and bring me that eraser head copy. Nine fat kids, one dessert. <laughs> When's that show getting another season? Anyway. Was that the last season of BoJack? Uh, or is no, that still no, going? No, there's going to be another one. Um, I thought you were talking about the the skit. <laughs> Nine fat kids, one dessert. Yeah, it was like a it was a YouTube video from many yeah. years ago where they were making fun of the ch- the programming on TLC. Yeah, the, yeah. The Learning Channel, Channel. for some reason. <laughs> I remember I showed that to my sister because when when that came out, my sister had, was watching a lot of TLC. This mm. was back, I think, when she was still in high school. And and she was like, I never knew that TLC stood for the Learning Channel. <laughs> yeah, they used to show like NASA videos. I know. Like it used to really be like the just, Learning Channel. Yeah, and then it just became like a whole bunch of like toddlers and TRs um, wearing wedding dresses who yeah. get married in 30, 90 day fiance well, gypsy we, wedding. We learned something, but I don't know if it was of value. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I might have forgotten some of the things that I needed to know. <laughs> So Sekiro, uh, <laughs> no, but it's good. I, 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 I yeah, I, the where I'm landing on that, um, on that, oh, it needs an easy mode. It absolutely does not. Um, kind of going back, the, the way that I heard this described that I think best suits how I feel about it is that you, there's no easy mode for books. You know what I mean? Like, if a book is too challenging for you to read, you're going to get to a point where either like, well, I have to get better at reading this book or I have to just decide that this book is not for me. Like, video games should be treated in the same kind of way, Uh I feel like. Where it's like, especially because it's like, again, the game's not unfair. It's just challenging. And the joy that you get from playing the game comes from overcoming the challenge like you're up against overwhelming odds how are you going to get through it now that doesn't mean that i think that every game should be like super impossibly difficult but if that's what the game designers had intended is that this game is going to be a challenge and this is going to be a challenge for anyone who plays it and especially the people who played our games before and are seeing like it's extremely similar in terms of some of the mechanics but some of the mechanics are way different. So if you try to play this game like you played our previous games, it's not going to work. Even if you played those games all the way through several times, it's got a different rhythm. And it's got a different trick. And you need to learn the new trick. You need to unlearn what you learned from these other games in order to beat this one. Because it's a different game. And you can either decide that it's worth it to go through all of that and see the story. Or you can decide... I don't really care that much about the story. Maybe I'll watch a let's play of it. And then like, you know, you still get the story. And then we don't give the developer the money. Yeah. But I mean, the developer, like you're still getting like, they're still getting the attention. Mm -hmm. They're still getting like copies sold. I don't think that should be the standard for games. I think that maybe that works in this context here, but. I am definitely a fan of an easy mode for a lot of the games I, that I I don't play. think it works for all games, but... I don't think it works for most games. I, I think it works for probably for most games. Because there's a lot of games that it's like I've bounced off of, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm, this game is clearly not for me, and I go away from it. And 
for a long time, Dark Souls was that series for me. I tried to get into that game like three or four times before I was finally like, oh, this is what this game is. And once I realized that and I stopped bouncing off of it and actually started getting good, then it became, you know, then it became one of my favorite games of all time. And it wouldn't have been if there wasn't a way for me to play it easier. Mm-hmm. Um, conversely, you're a big fan of, uh, like, you real like uh, grand strategy games, mm-hmm. which, to my knowledge, don't have difficulty settings. They do have difficulty settings in the way that the AI reacts yeah, to the battles but, and things like that. But sort. still, it's like, I don't know. I, I, I've tried playing those games several times, and I always get completely get the kicked out the shit kicked out of me because i don't know how to play them and so i just stop playing them because it's not that important to me that and i don't say oh this game needs to be made simpler for you know but if it was like a game that you were really like for example there's a game coming out called imperator rome Mm -hmm. set in ancient you know set in the ancient world or the Mm -hmm. i guess the classic world if we're going to be pedantic Mm -hmm. of of or the early roman empire the the republic really um and it's like, if that's like a setting that you're interested in, you would like to play a strategy game set in that time, then, you know, but you're not good at strategy games, then sure, why not have a game mode where maybe the AI is not going to be as tricky or as difficult, and then you can kind of get better at it and learn it. Because with games like that, there's no real tutorial. Right. Like, there's no there's no progression or curve of learning and getting better. So if you're going to play the game first... You probably, if you're not very familiar with them, should start on an easier mode. And then if you're going to play another game, which you can totally do because you can play because it's a different country or whatever, then you think you understand the mechanics a bit better. You can bring it up a little bit. And so in that way, games like that can be better. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I accidentally hit the cat because my eyes are closed with the pollen. Um, But Miranda doesn't seem to mind. Um, But yeah, so like in that sense... I would not want to play a strategy game that did not have an easy mode that would not allow me to kind of learn the mechanics and get better at it and then play it again with a different country and a different kind of setting, essentially. I suppose. But on the other hand, like, strategy games take forever to go through, and they're also games where you can completely, like, fuck up the rest of the game. You know what I mean? Like, you make one bad decision in a strategy game, and it's not necessarily game over, but you're going to be struggling for hours to try to get back to where you were before. I mean, if you're playing with the guy that does their DM, then yeah. Yeah. yeah but if you're playing against a computer, it's usually something you can kind of sometimes work around. Right. But still, like, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, like... Do you it, have a specific example from n- your parents? Not specifically, no. but what I'm, what I'm saying is that in a game like Dark Souls or like Sekiro... It's, you know, you make one mistake and you're going to lose that fight, sure. But then you go back to the last bonfire and, you know, maybe you lose a little bit of progress. But everything you've done up to that point, you still have and Mm -hmm. you can still keep going from there. And then, like, even if you screw up in terms of, like, wrong decisions you've made for the story, you know, that's what New Game Plus is for. You go back and you fix those mistakes you made in the story Mm -hmm. and the game is... A little bit easier the next time around because you know how to play it and you have all your upgrades i will say this though i am i am probably more casual than you in that regard whereas i don't mind save scumming like i will save the game and scum the shit out of it 
right. if it, things go poorly and I want to play the game. Oh, oh don't get me wrong. I, I, yeah, I've saved scum games before. Mm-hmm. But, like, again, like, these games don't allow that because you have, like, the one save file and it auto-saves after basically everything that you do. So mm-hmm. it's like you make an error and you, you know, you lose the game. And it's like, okay, well, that's fine. You're just back at the last bonfire. Go try again if you mm-hmm. want or go someplace else and, like, you know, grind for items or uh, like try to level up a little bit maybe for the, the Soulsborne games because you can't really level in Sekiro. Um, but, you know, go go figure things out. You know, take a break from this one fight and then the fight will be here when you're ready for it. Well, if that's what you find fun, then you're welcome to do that. <laughs> and if it, you know, causes you to yell and curse at the yep. screen, then, you know, it does on occasion. at least just come on downstairs and we'll Thank hang you. out and watch anime or something like that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So the real question is, does Sekiro owe its, owe its fan base big-titted anime women? Elise, your thoughts. Are we done with this? <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys not see that one today? No. no. Oh, so because people have been made, it was a, it was a parody article done for uh, the hard times. Mm-hmm. For probably, uh-huh. like, does Sekiro owe its players uh, uh, an easy mode? Said it was, does Sekiro owe its players big titted anime women? <laughs> and then there was a rebuttal article said, no, Sekiro doesn't need big titted anime women. Anyway, Everything needs big titted anime. I, I thought it was pretty funny. Oh, God. <laughs> why? <laughs> Just why? <laughs> what did I do in my life? Something really here. right. You made all the right oh, decisions. Oh, God, no. I, I, I feel like there's an alternate self <laughs> who's, like, killing it in New York. Were you, were you married on some scumbag lawyer? Oh, God, if only. <laughs> oh, God. Is he rich? I mean, he's Do a I lawyer. Do I get to divorce him after divorce him? Divorce him. Do <laughs> oh, I get to divorce him after, like, a couple of years and take half his stuff? Yeah, that Elise. That Elise is living her best life. Our best life. Do it for us. Anyway, um, I'm sorry. I just, I can't, I can't. With the Dark Souls, with the Japanese Dark Souls. Kitty, kitty don't eat that. With the, with the, with the Vampire Souls. Vampire Souls? Yeah. Vampire Souls. No, because Bloodborne. 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 Yeah. Bloodborne's got the English Vampire Swords. Eh, not, I mean, I guess there's some vampires in it. There's just, you know, there's a lot of Souls games. Mostly Lovecraft Souls. They're all the same. They're not. That's what they won't tell you. No, they're not. That's the big conspiracy, is they're all the same. They all look the same. You haven't played any of them. I've seen you play all of them. Yeah, but they all know. give you the same reactions. They all, that's that's like that's the thing. Is like all of those games are just like. Do any of them make like, you kind of squee and go, aww? No. No. Do any of them make you laugh and yeah. giggle with joy? Do any of them make your cat not eat all the furniture? Kitty, stop that. I don't know. Solaire is pretty adorable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else are we going to talk about? What else uh, are we doing? Watching. Being. Being. Well, we've been watching a lot of uh, like, TNG. The unfortunate thing is, like, we've just been watching a lot of... Uh, oh, we did generation. do something. Um, We played a board game. Oh, yeah. Lords of Waterdeep. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. We did play Lords of Waterdeep. Um, highly awesome. recommend. Yeah. Uh, it's For those of you guys who don't know, Waterdeep is a city in Dungeons & Dragons in one of the kind of... Settings of setting, it. One of the settings of Dungeons & Dragons. 
so essentially, like, instead of playing as, like, plebeian, like, player characters, adventurers, you play as the lords of Waterdeep. So you play as the people who are sending the plebeian adventurers to their death. I mean, riches. And, uh, no, it's great. It's like a Dungeons and Dragons Monopoly. Yeah. Um, highly recommend. Yep. It's a lot of fun. It takes Although, about an hour and a half to play. We were playing it incorrectly we for, like, half like, the in, game. We were playing it, like, incorrectly for half the game. Yeah. Um... um which we, to be fair, like the instructions do not really make it very clear. Yeah. Um, so you're so it's it's what you're supposed to do is you can go to all the properties are shared in common. So this is the big difference between that and like Monopoly. All the properties are shared in common, uh, but you have turn order, and you get to place. And your, the turn order can change. The and the turn order can change, and so you place like one of your meeples in the building that you want to use because you get different things from different buildings. Um, but if somebody else has their meeple there, you can't put their me- your meeple there. And everybody has, depending on how many players you start with, you have between two and three meeples. And so we thought you were supposed you to play... You have up to four, I think. You can have yeah, up to yeah. four meeples. Uh, we thought that you were supposed to put like all four of your meeples out, and then we kind of quickly realized that, like, one person, whoever was last, was getting... It wasn't screwed. very quick that we realized, because we played, like, yeah, through yeah. half of that game, and, like, one person, like, like one of our friends got super screwed out of a lot of To be of fair, them. like, that one person's kind of a whiner, so I was just like, I mean, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. Oh, God, I really hope he's not listening. <laughs> he probably is. So I was just like, eh, whatever. So-and-so's just being a whiner. And then it was like, oh, shit, no, he actually has a point here. <laughs> Oh god! Well, it doesn't help that you went anymore. first. Yeah, you went first, so like you had no concept of hey, how hey, bad hey, it was. I knew how the game was played. That's why I got to go first. You had first person privilege. Yeah, yeah. first person. Pri- <laughs> <laughs> why did you check your privilege? Check first your first player privilege. First player privilege. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I thought I was gonna win, and in the end, uh, Nick ended up beating me. Yeah. Not physically. Now that we're married, I'm sure a lot of you are very concerned about that, but no. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's interesting because you, so in addition to like playing, you you get points by completing adventures. Um, you also have like secret task. Uh, everybody gets like a secret task. So at the end, you get bonus points related to your task. So like if you're the builder, you get points for how many buildings you build. If you're the like... Something. The, the money key lender yeah, or something yeah. like that, you get points for mercantile adventures that you send people on and such like yeah. that so. Yeah. so if you're the wizard, the wizard you get like points for magic adventures um made shit yeah if you're a shit bag you get picked you get uh bonus points for skullduggery yeah um, i love i loved that um our friend that had like the different houses like they are actual houses in the setting one of them was like the city watch and, like, he just kept hiring rogues. Thieves, yeah. Yeah, 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 He's supposed like, to be the cops, and, and it's like, like, he just kept hiring, it's just like... thugs and thieves, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds pretty accurate. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so... I think that's um, a podcast, guys. I, I think that's a podcast. We're a little bit below an hour, but like I said, it's gonna Sorry, be... Sorry, Mary. <laughs> yeah. So... Do, Mary, do you have any final thoughts before we end today? That's a good point. That's a good point. We should probably bring that up next time. Yeah, Nick did talk too long about Sekiro. Uh, I was asked to. Yeah, by who? By Alex. Yeah, one person. <laughs> Mary, 
What did you think? <laughs> yeah, that's right. She agrees with me. <laughs> anyway, we might continue this merry bit. We might not. I don't really know. Uh, <laughs> but, hey, let us know in the emails you don't send us or the tweets you don't add us. If, if oh, we anyone, got added to one tweet. If anyone wants to send us an email or a tweet, theoretically, where could they do that? Some nerds have an email at gmail.com. I'm sorry, what was that again? Some nerds have an email at gmail.com. You hear that, Mary? Uh, oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like, uh, if you would like to tweet us on the Twitter machine, our Twitter machine handle is. I just have to look it up. I am bad at podcasting. <laughs> we have a nerdcast. Um, or if you search for some nerds have a podcast, you can find us on social media. So go ahead. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Gmail. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, we should get a curious cat, but I feel like a lot of them would just be shitty, shitty comments. Anyway. A curious um, cat? What is a curious cat? Curious cat. It's like uh, Philosophy Tube's been like posting a lot of his stuff. Apparently, it's like an anonymous service where like people can just ask you things. Uh, okay. Anonymously. We need an audience first, but I'm down for that. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, well, thank you all for listening. We've been some nerds have a podcast, and we will see you, or you will listen to us, <laughs> uh, next time. So I'm Alex. I'm Nick. I'm Elise. And good night to all.